What up, y'all, man? Booney is going to have a field day when we see him on Friday. So much to talk about. Jade Cargill, The Rock, and so much more. Keep it locked. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak for me and my wife that spent so much money on them tickets for my 40th birthday. <clears throat> and just say, it, it just goes back to this was the Hollywood WrestleMania. And it was the least star-studded WrestleMania of all the WrestleManias. There was the least surprises and, and it just frustrates me. It's like they should have just called it Los Angeles, but y'all want to call it Hollywood and make all these 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 trailers based off movies and all this stuff where everybody and none of them people show up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry. Man, man, oh man, we can get into it. My name is TK Trinidad. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet, WWT Live, the Monday edition. And I'm not alone. The professor is in the building. What's good? Hey, hey, how are you? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Shout out to Dylan, though. Like, Woo. that dude is killing it, man. Let me tell you. You are. You are. You, you like. Let me let me like I still have gifts from back in the afterbuzz days. Like wow. you, you have I don't I don't know what you do for a living, but that is definitely like you know, I, I don't want you to start charging me, but I'll pay some money though. But <laughs> that's brilliant. that's whole like it's brilliant. Yeah. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah, how was your weekend? How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. It was a good weekend. I'm trying to remember everything, you know, the fall is on the way and uh, I made this stunning confession on the socials that some people actually started trolling me about. Uh, I was in Trader Joe yesterday, and I came to this startling re realization that I love everything pumpkin. That's just, I mean, anything pumpkin, I'm a sucker for. I, I just am. And it got so bad where somebody actually texted me today and said my account got hacked, and I got very nervous. And I'm on Facebook like, what happened? And they said, hey. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a. I read a report though that said that part of the reason that people love pumpkin so much is it's kind of what it's connected to. It's connected to the fall, that whole season. They get the feels. Then I realized my birthday's in the fall, so maybe that's the whole pumpkin thing for me. You realize pumpkin know. spice is not even pumpkin, right? I know, okay. I know, but I didn't say necessarily pumpkin spice. I said all things pumpkin. So. You know, cookies, cereal, granola, bread. Which is yeah. all not pumpkin. Well, hey. <laughs> I digress. I digress. <laughs> it's my, uh, these are my confessions. Okay. Yeah. I thought you was going to say something totally off the chart, but oh, no. okay. No, no, Here no. These are my confessions. But yeah. All right. Well, uh, what, did, what did we got today? Oh, we have a whole lot, an awful lot. See, Dylan gets it. It's That is elite, top tier. But let's start, since we're talking women's wrestling talk, man, there was so much news from this weekend. And one of the biggest pieces of news, we started talking about it Friday, about the idea that Jade Cargill could be leaving AEW. Uh, we kind of had this feeling that she could be leaving based on the fact that her uh, TBS title rematch happened on, of all places, 
rampage. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, returned on collision with, you know, the big uh, New York show happening tomorrow. Or, yeah, Wednesday night. So the thought was Jade Cargill would appear there on the pay-per-view. Instead, nope, she wrapped it up uh, at Rampage. And nobody knew when her contract was up. But apparently it's really up, up. Up to the point where she's actually believed to be at the PC in Orlando yeah. right now. Um, Which is all... Uh, there, there's, you know... Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Like I said, she's believed to be there. Obviously, we won't know until we physically see her. The word on the street is there are no plans for her to appear on uh, NXT tomorrow night. We don't know if she'll start in NXT. We we don't we won't know until we see her on our television. But uh, certainly, all of the news about her being there is a thing. Now, one thing we can say for sure is that she has been removed from the AEW roster page on their website. So mm -hmm. if you're reading the tea leaves, someone as big of a star as Jade Cargill being removed from AEW's roster page is a strong indicator that she is no longer with the company. And uh, we could be seeing her in WWE at any point now, since if she's if she is indeed at the PC, then that means that there's not really this no compete situation uh, that she may have had that some people have when they get out of their contract. So, yeah. She is done with AEW, and it looks like she could be on the way officially to WWE. Um, so we have uh, Dylan saying, Nelson claimed WWE has already uh, started creative. Also saying Jade is probably the first biggest loser for AEW. Um, and agreed, Bosa, especially taking back-to-back -back losses. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I really So there's a couple of things. One, I want to know what that conversation um, was like between Jade and Tony. Yes. Like, you know, I I don't think it was like a crazy conversation. It could have just been like, like, yeah, run your course here. You know, you're always more than welcome. You know, all the best type thing. Um, right. Because maybe the storylines was weren't going to be aligned for her mm -hmm. for another you know year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's really interesting how peaceful um, this is, especially if she does. Um, go over to WWE and we see her on TV within the next month. Right. Like that, that's, you know, most people who went over to AEW, like there was still a time period and all mm -hmm. this other stuff. So that either speaks to uh, AEW being like the, the better man as far as those type of negotiations or Jade Cargill is just Jade Cargill and, you know, lawyers, contracts, she got it. This is what I want. I mean, I don't have to do this. So, yeah. you know, that type of stuff. It, it makes me wonder. It also reminds me that, you know, a lot of people were measuring uh, Jade's contract based on when we first saw her, which was like November of uh, 2020, mm -hmm. you know, but remembering that when she was signed, you know, she was not wrestling at that point. So obviously there was training that had to happen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Also, it's probably interesting to remind people that there was actually initially interest in WWE towards her first. Right. But that didn't work out for a few reasons. And it actually may have proven to be to her benefit as she is far more valuable now uh, with these three years in AEW under her belt than she and was. In which and happened yeah. at WWE. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, then on top of that, I saw a comment that she's the first big loss. 
I would just add an addendum to that. I would say she is the first AEW created star to mm -hmm. make that jump because right. Cody, I think, was the first big loss. Mm. And um, after, I mean, you can't say he's not a big loss when he created the company. Right. <laughs> right. You know, so when he left, that really created a lot of you know, questions and things of that nature. But this is certainly, I think, the first AEW created star to leave. And she is a star. Let's mm -hmm. be clear. This is not, you know, just a, a mid-card wrestler or this is a recognizable star from AEW that is leaving. So I think this is going to get very, very interesting. I'm very interested to see how she, you know, debuts in WWE, what this looks like for her. There are all kinds of scenarios that could work. There are some that think that she should, you know, go to NXT. Some think she should go straight to uh, the main roster. I don't know. I like that comment from Dylan. Richard Starks, yes, who will be the next homegrown loss. Uh, you know, Maybe. the way it's – it's a possibility, given his connection, of course, to Cody, uh, Jade's connection to Cody. I think those things are realistic possibilities. And – I say this with great care. So one of the things that this, you know, new acquisition and the creation of TKO has created is an even deeper financial well for the WWE to pull from. Mm -hmm. And for as much money as Tony Khan and AEW have, you cannot compete dollar for dollar with WWE. You just can't at this point. Or connections. I think... Or you know, yeah. maybe there's there's a possibility, and I, I know where, where you're saying as, as far as that, there's a possibility, like, let's just say hypothetically, he can compete dollar for dollar, but connections, you're looking at one family, um, right. and specifically Tony with AEW, mm -hmm. like his connections versus all of WWE personnel mm -hmm. and all of TKO and all right. of UFC. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, you're exponentially, that's just, it just, there's more power behind that. Yeah. So so that means that people for uh, who are going to stay, I think AEW will now have to figure out what do we, what can we offer to people to keep people here? What what do we present that is different enough? Because at this point, it's no longer the disgruntled people leaving WWE for greener pastures at AEW. Right. It's a different scenario now. So I think this is going to be an interesting test for AEW to see what they need to do, you know, when we start talking about the bidding war of 2024, you know, and all of the other people that could be involved in that. So this is going to be very, very interesting to watch. But uh, I'm excited. <laughs> to see what's going to happen for Jade Cargill. Uh, Dylan, man, you have a good memory. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm gonna give you another vague update, but okay. um, yeah, I'm like super stoked. Um, the firings threw a little bit of a monkey wrench into the timing of everything. But um, yeah, there's, there's, it's, it, there's there's two things that are coming that are, that are going into play. So um, yeah, Dylan, I can, I mean, it, it's it's gonna be it's it's a good thing. Shout out to um, shout out to my work and shout out to WWE. And then you know you'll you'll know you'll you'll know Dylan because you have your your finger on the pulse. Um, so yeah, 
but I I am I am happy, but you know, we have to wait till the dust settles before, yes. you know, things things before money is being exchanged. I think that's what's what's the thing. So you have the people who are staying and the people who are, are being let go. And now you have I'm sure they're doing a whole reorg. Right, um, so yeah, right, right. We'll see we'll see how happens with that. But going back to AEW, I I think with them one of the things I think Tony got into, like when they first started, they weren't really trying to compete with WWE. And then there was a period of time where they they started to try to compete with WWE instead of just being themselves. Right. I think that's what they need to get back to because the WWE audience and the AEW audience, especially live, two different things. True. And so if they just stay in their lane, they're going to still maintain like their audience and the people yeah. who want to see those things, of course, you know, enhance your product, develop more talent, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. But um, the moment that you start competing with a company that is, you know, way older than you, like it mm -hmm. just, it doesn't, um, it's not even the age factor. It's just a different style. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's just kind of almost just stay in your lane and, and you're, and you'll, and you'll be, you'll be good. If you want to complete money, like, you know, I want to wait, make as much money as them. And I want to do this as them. Then, you know, that's, that's, that's when you start playing with fire. Cause you might make those steps in effort to get closer to WWE and then screw yourself over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, I think impact is a great example of finally figuring this out because mm -hmm. they had a period where they were trying to go head to head with WWE. And what I love about Impact right now is they go, this is who we are. Mm -hmm. This is who we serve. We'll reach this group of people and we'll be fine. Right. You know? And so I think AEW is still figuring that piece out and they'll need to uh, certainly as, as things progress. Yeah. And I mean, different acquisitions and stuff like that. I mean, definitely for Impact, Trinity on the women's side, Trinity right. going to Impact was definitely- Massive. Play. Yeah, good play for them. And all the things. So, you know, it's just time of everything. Yeah. Um, saying like impact online, uh, like uh, impact's been online for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. They've been flourishing ever since, especially with knockout division. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The knockout division is, I mean, no shade to the guys. The knockout division is. Oh, yeah. That's what's leading the charge. No yeah, doubt about it. That. Um, so what do we got next? Well, we go from that to the other big news that happened. And how can we possibly overlook this? Uh, this past, you know, it's funny as wrestling fans, sometimes we just kind of try to read tea leaves that aren't there. So people started speculating, could the rock show up on SmackDown? After all, he did this interview in Boulder, Colorado with Pat McAfee. I mean, what's the possibility? And lo and behold, who opens up the show? Then Pat McAfee. And then there's Austin theory. And then there is the rock and the place went nuts like mm -hmm. people went crazy and it proved to be rather successful across the board i mean their ratings did really really well they pulled in something to the tune of 2.45 million viewers which is a 24 uh, jump week over week it's the best audience they've seen since august the 11th and uh the demo was up for 36 percent, but probably the number and aew excuse me aew wwe tweeted this earlier today that uh there have been 105 million views on the socials of the rocks return since friday 105 million views so that speaks volumes the rock even tweeted and said this is one of the 
five biggest ovations he's ever received. He did. He doesn't remember a moment like this in a very, very long time. It was very moving to him, you know. And again, think about it. The show was bookended by The Rock and John Cena in mm -hmm. 2023. Like this is, it's mind blowing. Now I think people obviously are wondering. So does this mean we could be seeing The Rock on our television screens more, et cetera, et cetera? It's believed that this was a one-off. It's believed that there aren't any specific plans. Though truth be told, I'm not sure that they would tell us that there were specific plans. After all, they didn't tell us that The Rock would just happen to be in Colorado and he just happened to be an hour away and he just happened to start the show. And they gave him all kinds of time. Like, I, it was very clear some other things got rushed along in the show because right. The Rock took so much time. It was really quite incredible to see what happened there for uh, SmackDown, for The Rock, for WWE. Easily a massive, massive move. What a moment. And the streets are still talking about The Rock showing up on SmackDown. I mean, this, this and I guess maybe, uh, obviously, you can say this after the fact, but... Like, and I was talking about this at work today with, you know, the reason why a lot of people are going to Colorado because, you know, shout out mm. to Coach Prime. And, Coach and, Prime. Yeah, and the football team there. By the way, Lil Wayne opened up for the football team there. So let's start with that. We have, right. Yeah, there are celebrities literally traveling to Colorado to go and watch the football team. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you all know I have several jobs. So one of my jobs is for another foundation who is a celebrity and he's gone down to Colorado, no, mm. no business in Colorado, like no business whatsoever, gone mm -hmm. out to Colorado to, to see the game. So the fact that, I mean, I know obviously The Rock has time because of the strike and all this other stuff, but he could have just gone to Colorado. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so the, how everything went down, like obviously we know he's affiliated with WWE, but then you have Pat, him and mm -hmm. Pat together, and then mm -hmm. Pat asked him a couple of questions. And I said this on Friday, like The Rock is a professional He's a professional where he knows when to drop the gems. Right. Like he's been doing interviews for so long. He does promos, all this stuff. So he kn he knows what he's doing. Right. So it's like the fact that he allowed that one to slip and mm -hmm. then you're in Colorado and then WWE happens to be in Colorado. Like he could have been gone to the Colorado games two weeks ago. Or sure. Week. So there's, sure. There's, there, there's a lot of things with that. And then um, as far as the storyline I mean, it doesn't, I feel like, because we've seen The Rock come, and or, or there'll be predictions of The Rock, and then he's The Rock on his phone. Remember that? Right, right. We've seen The Rock do things, but to make that effort says that something's happening. This, there, it says that there's no way this could be a one-off. And he got physical. See? We've not seen that. In years, mm -hmm. in literal years, I mean, he threw he threw hands. He went and he got a whole, you know, people's elbow in. Uh, I mean, he did the thing. So, to me, it's kind of a sign that says, "Oh, I can still go." Right. Oh, I still got it. And wants to give you that sign because he doesn't have to. Right. He, him, just showing up is enough. He didn't have to touch anybody. So this is this is pretty wild. It's pretty wild. I will admit I had absolutely no expectation for The Rock to show up. Yes, he was close, 
but I felt like, I guess, and I, I the, the one uh, viewer there, ladies wrestling Grio, I, I, I won't say that I'm bitter, but I will say that after the WrestleMania hopes, I said, let me just not get my hopes up. There's no reason for me to get my hopes up. So it was a very pleasant surprise. Why you just put it in the universe? I mean, I, I, I just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like he doesn't seem especially so, um, and I don't want this to like come off as like ageism, but especially since he is getting older, like, like, let's be honest, like Cena's balding, like the rock is getting, you could see them like getting older and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's going to come a time where like, remember when, when Vince did WrestleMania a couple of years ago, oh, like, yes. like there's going to come a time when it's kind of like, do we want to see Roman and Rock when it's not going to be as electrifying? Yeah. Like your your mind's going to want to do all the things, but your body, it's going to look like, have you ever seen a former Olympic runner? Like when yeah. I go to the track, I can tell who's a trained runner by their form. However, yeah. you can also tell that they're a retired trained runner because their form looks great, but they're not, they ain't, they ain't mm -hmm. it's not, it's not firing all the way. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think this would be the perfect time. And I think he wouldn't, he wouldn't have dropped those gems. The, the, the quince, like there's too many coincidence, co co coincidences. Is that right. What, you know, coincidences. Just, yes. Yes. There's too many. There's just too many. The fact that he yeah. was in Colorado, the fact that he went on the show, the fact that he dropped that. Now he's on, now he's on the show. Then he did some moves. Like it's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's too much. Usually he just drops one. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a right. girl, you go on a date with a girl and she gives you all the signs uh -huh. and then you go in for the kiss and she's like, no, no, no. I was like, wait, like <laughs> touch my shoulder. You touch my, and you gave me a smile and you winked and you did all this stuff. It meant different. You didn't, you did nothing. And you're like, thank you. And mm -hmm. kiss on the cheek. It's like, oh, well that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So it did. I, I just feel like he would not tease the audience like that. He might. He might. he might be like that petty, but I feel like that doesn't seem like his his. But his you mind. you you raise a a point though that I has got me thinking, and that is time, right? Like time is ticking, and it's not saying that the Rock won't be in good shape in five years, but it is saying that there's a window, mm -hmm. you know, for both Rock and Roman, and I kind of feel like if we don't get it at WrestleMania 40, mm -hmm. we may not get it. Like, I feel like that could be the last chance to get these two uh, in a space. And, and I say that because, again, Roman, he's wrestling less and less these days. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not just the rock piece of it. It's the Roman piece of it as well. And I think that both of those are going to be one of those things that Time is of the essence, you know, there are, there are rumors floating around that we're not going to see Roman until end of October or maybe even at Crown Jewel in November. Right. So if he's taking this lengthy period of time off now, three years from now, this might be Undertaker schedule, you know, where he just pops up for mania. So I think th this this is going to complicate some things. Much like we saw complications earlier this year where we weren't sure, is it going to be Cody? Is it going to be Jay? Is it going to be Sammy? Like, who's it going to be? Right. So I, I don't know. This gets really interesting. 
Yeah, which makes me want to like. Because <laughs> I feel like we can now. This it this almost feels like the exact same time last year that we started really going in on the possibility of the rock show to WrestleMania. And so I'm just kind of like. <laughs> the the only difference is we didn't have rock showing up on our television screens and True. in the ring. Yeah. So that is, that's kind of the space where we're like, uh-oh, what are we seeing here? Right. What is he really trying to tell us? And so. I, I, I don't know. I, and, and so Bosa's saying a rock is 51 and um, Cena's 46. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to say what I want to say with that. But, yeah, it's just kind of like, it, do we want to see Rock at 55? Like, how, how, old is, how, how old is Roman? Roman's like 40-something? Yeah, Roman is somewhere in his 40s, I believe. We're going to find that out real quick. So, Roman is 38. So, he, I mean, yeah. compared to The Rock, he still has, like, some time mm -hmm. and all the things. So, it's just it it is also a question of how much longer Roman wants to do this, right? You know, which I think is another interesting piece. So we've got we've got some things that are upsetting the apple cart here. You know, yeah. John Cena being back with the writers and actors strike, and we don't know how much longer that will be. Mm -hmm. And so if we have a scenario where you know this gets pushed out, my goodness, to the top of the year, uh what are we looking at right so and there's even rumors floating around about batista potentially being interested in showing up if this writer's strike and actor strike continues so yeah. who but knows there's, there's one there's there's one problem with that if we start you know with cena and rock and you know stuff like that now you're not because you have austin theory and he's mm -hmm. mentioned it and this also has been mentioned backstage as far as the age difference and mm -hmm. developing the, the newer stars. Right. So yes, right. we're excited to see, you know, rock and you know, for me, not so much Cena, but I get it. We're excited to see the people that we were excited about 10, 15 mm -hmm. years ago, but where does that leave the newer stars? But before you answer that question, uh, the man who is on an island. <laughs> Literally his island of relevancy. <laughs> the man who we likes like over here. Uh, is in the building. What's good, said he said. What's up, good people? What's up? What did I miss? Look at you all spiffy with the button-down shirt. Oh, you know, I try. I try to do a little bit. Yeah. I try, I try, I try to step on, step on next when I can. Well, that, that's when you are on the island, I see, which is, mm -hmm. which is very, very good. Whatever plans they have for 40, they may want to oh, wait, throw sorry. away if they get Batista back. You know, and now let, let's get to this point, though, because the whole idea of I think this is one of those moments where we have the Triple H era versus the Vince McMahon era, potentially. And what I mean by that is we know how big Vince was when it comes to bringing back old stars and old names for WrestleMania, you know. What we're looking at now is, does that in any way impact opportunities for newer stars? Like, for instance, with Rock, we had, matter of fact, with Rock and Cena, there was the commonality of Austin Theory. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you know? So you do wonder what other stars are getting the rub from this. Like for instance, with Edge you, and even Cena, there's the whole Grayson Waller piece. So it actually, if done right, could create opportunities for other stars uh, to like to be made. And to another point that you made about Cena, I think the Cena thing is interesting because we've not seen him with a win in a couple of years, it feels like. Mm -hmm. His last set of returns have been great for promos, but bad for in-ring performance. So I, this is, gets interesting also. Like, if you come back and put everybody over, then are we really ready to see you anymore? Don't know. But let's hear from the sharp-dressed man. Catch me up. Are we, are we just talking about uh, The Rock's appearance on Friday? And what yeah. that means on board. Yes. So, one, I feel so sorry for Booney because um, he kind of he kind of walked right into that. And hopefully, yeah. one day, uh, maybe Friday, you can put up that clip that we got in our chats of him. Oh, I, uh, I started with it. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, but now, I mean, the Rock being back is awesome, and seeing how much success it's doing on YouTube and on social it only speaks to the impact of who he is and how much the wrestling audience misses him as a character. Um, as far as in-ring work, I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get that vibe that this was like a return to him comes to ring. I know he dropped the bombshell earlier in the day about being locked in with Roman, but he has so many other endeavors. I just felt like it was just like perfect matrimony. Like, Hey, let me show up to my family real quick with so many good storylines going on. Like with, with the bloodline, like what we're, what we're going to see with Jay, I think is the most important thing being on Raw. I don't think there's the need for like this aggressive pivot where we got to like scrap plans and be like, hey, well, Rock is here. Let's see what we got there. Like uh, John is here. John is just here to what? Sometime in October. And that's that's beauty in itself because that's driving all types of different clicks and views, things like that. And I think the thing with John is we're always wondering, like, is he going to get the record? And if he's not going to get the record, then why are you here? So I think as a, if you're like a hardcore wrestling fan, you kind of just want to get it over with and be like, hey, get the record so he has it, he deserves it, and let's move on. But I don't think that's going to be within the next year. I think that'll be like maybe 2025, 2026, just like a, like a gimme type of thing. Because John has shown consistently that he'll carve out some time, work some dates and stuff like that. But I don't think he's also – of the mindset to where he'll want to, Hey, let me do this now because I'm going to close this chapter of my life. I think he realized that the show is going to go on without him. And he doesn't want to intervene. I don't know. I'm, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm torn. Like I definitely see how you would have, you know, um, an older star against somebody newer, but once, once that happens, like I almost feel like there's going to come a time because there's such a, age gap between a lot of folks that there's going to be a lot a mass exodus of a lot of the superstars like a lot of super superstars who are like top tier they're in their early to mid 40s so like i know one person and possibly group of individuals that like in the next two three years they're not going to be that's the game plan they're not going to be at wwe anymore so and that's like a couple people so it's just kind of one of those things where like just really developing the newer talent um, 
I, I just the ba- I guess the balance of developing a newer newer talent and still having some of these fantasy bookings, and how does it all play out? Because you know if the fa- if the newer talent goes over the older talent, that's great, and then the older talent's gone, and but we're still we're still not in love with this with this per- this person. Then where does that leave the company? Well, I think there's like an influx of newer talent that will. For me, I think I see the the newer talent that will carry the flag, so to speak, for these next five to ten years, and then like like your Braun Breakers, your Carmelo Hayes. I don't think the drop off would be that massive, and I think that's why we see so much integration with NXT in the main roster now, just to kind of prep the the eyes of the massive for these like otherworldly characters that are still to come. Mm-hmm. So I mean, gr- granted, like, and I don't, I don't know if you saw the tea leaves, like they're actually marketing john as the greatest of all time right now like that's like in all his ad copy and stuff like that so i think this is more like i, I know it doesn't look good the optics look bad but i think he is here to put over more talent because if you if you beat the greatest of all time then what does that mean for you and your destiny right well let's let's talk about that because literally we're seeing in real time that that hasn't necessarily proven true Let's go back to WrestleMania. Austin Theory beats John Cena, and yet nobody's still waving the Austin Theory flag. Mm-hmm. You know, people still don't believe in Theory. Theory loses the U.S. title, and it wasn't even that big of a deal. He loses it to Rey Mysterio, and people are like, okay, good, he's done. You know, so, I mean, it's so the question we now have to ask is just how valuable is a rub? from a John Cena, a Rock, or whomever, if you still haven't connected with the audience. Case in point, I think L.A. Knight, who's already massive, you know, John Cena raising his hand is cool, but it didn't move the needle one way or the other because L.A. Knight was already flourishing. On mm-hmm. the flip side, um, Austin Theory beats uh, John Cena to start WrestleMania, and we still don't believe in him six months later. So it's now a question of do these matches really cause people to believe in somebody more uh, if they don't have the momentum already on their side? In both cases, John Cena didn't move the needle at all for Austin Theory or for L.A. Knight. Well, L.A. Knight didn't need it. And I think the I think the larger problem is with Theory is that we – we know backstage and also on screen, he was a handpicked guy by Vince and that's going to carry a negative connotation. So I just think whatever they're doing with Austin, it's like worse than anything I've seen as far as like go away. He like, even with, with Corbin, what Corbin was going through for a while. I just think, I, I don't know. And I, I don't, I think the rub still has benefit, but I think it has to be one of trips guys. I'm talking about like your Gargano's your Champa's, like people like that who really had, gotten over on their own in NXT would be the ones that you want to see kind of get that type of rub from the GOAT because we know they can go in the ring. We know they had very uh, strong characters in NXT as well, and it just hasn't panned out on the main roster. I think once you see one of Trips guys get that actual rub, I think it will all it will, it will all like grow into perfection. I think since we saw Austin Theory doing the on-camera stuff with Vince and he was kind of shoved down our throat, people were just kind of jaded off of it and it never went away. But didn't they shove Roman down our throat for years, and now we either love or hate him? Mm-hmm. So they is did. it is it that they can't 
shove, they can only shove one person down our throat at a time. Like, like it, it, is it going to be a point where they've been shoving theory down our throat for so long that there's going to, that there's going to be a story that makes sense. And then we're either really going to love or hate them. I think it's going to depend on certainly the story, but it's also going to depend on how well that person connects with the people. Because at the end of the day, you can put all sorts of folks in front of, of people. If they don't connect, they don't connect. Mm -hmm. You know, people were riding for L.A. Night while he was doing the Max Dupree thing, you know, because they were riding for L.A. Night, you know, when he was back in NXT. Mm -hmm. So it's it's yeah. just it is about how well you connect with the audience and, you know, can you take, you know, lemons and make lemonade out of them? Because there are a number of people that have been given some bad things and they turned it around. Meanwhile, here's the flip side. Take a Carrion Cross, for instance, who you could argue might be a Triple H guy. Right. He was fed all the right things in NXT. You know, his initial WWE run didn't go that great. When he came back, everybody was initially excited, but look at what's happened to him. You know, it's not that he didn't get a shot at the top of the card. He certainly did. He got handed Drew McIntyre, former WWE champion, right off the bat. Mm -hmm. But then somewhere he's just kind of fallen in the middle. So it's making me wonder now, this concept of a rub, is it really as effective? I mean, we can, we can just name names all day. Uh, uh, you mentioned Barry Corbin. Corbin retires Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. But do we find ourselves more driven or more connected to Baron Corbin because of it? Not necessarily. Here he is in NXT now burning the ships, trying to figure out who am I? So Some of his best work, though. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But it wasn't. Let me ask you guys this. And do you guys have interest in this? Because like we talk about rubs, and I immediately into the Miz. I think of the Miz kind of elevating whoever his counterpart is, for good or worse. They're kind of teasing it right now with Waller and, in theory, since we're talking about theory. Mm -hmm. If they sprinkle the Miz as the leader of that, wouldn't that be a good faction, at least for a period of time, since they all kind of have some type of beef with LA Knight? Mm. not really feeling that. I don't know. No? I because I think Miz can handle the promo work in, in large droves and like make the connection with the fans to make it a relevant thing. I think Waller can do his own promos too. Mm -hmm. uh, Theory's probably the one who's had the most promo issues, but he's getting better. So I don't know. I think it's three massive egos, and, and that seems like that would not work very yeah. well together. I think it's like they have very similar. Um, person now i mean it might be good in theory as building the faction and then it implodes but mm -hmm. i'm kind of tired of seeing like and and i can't remember who i was even talking to about this about i think we might have been talking about it on friday where the storylines no longer end with wrestlemania so you know mm -hmm. really seeing those factions play out for not just you know a certain period of time but they're legitimately a faction meaning that you know that faction would be entered into the hall, hall of fame on top of them being individuals. Right. So I'm more interested to see those type of factions than, um, you know, stuff that's going to be, you know, temporary. Yeah. Is this, is this conversation stemming from, uh, I guess it's stemming from the promo on Friday. Cause I, I think whoever counters the rock in a promo segment that you're getting buried. I think that happens 
more times than not. Like, so is that like a thing where theory kind of goes away for a while or does it, or does it help him? Cause I think when the rock does that thing where he talks to the fans to get them to say, Oh, you're an asshole or whatever like that, that follows you for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's theory though. Like, I feel I feel like they thought he was an asshole anyway. So <laughs> right. I think he knows, and he knows that they thought there was an asshole. So I feel like, uh, um, but uh, Dylan here saying hot take: Grayson Waller is a better promo than MJF. That's tough in front of an audience because on Waller be getting his shit in on socials. I'm not gonna lie; he really does. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a better. Well, he said better promos, so the promo would be in front of the audience. I don't know. I I think I gotta take um, MJF though. Yeah, he got me with the Steiner math last week. That was yeah. That was, that was perfect. Yeah. So I mean, I and I hate doing this stuff, but like MJF at WWE right now, I I think he would he would create a lot of different storylines, a lot of buzz, just the way he carries himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I try not to. Pro, you you want to let it happen in real life because you don't want to create this yeah. whole narrative in your head and then you know so bidding war of twenty twenty four is upon us. Yeah, it is. Possibly, it is. and Davis cuts her strength farther and farther away from Vince's r- vision of like the perfect wrestler being like this bodybuilder and all this other type of stuff. So there's more opportunities for guys to really showcase themselves in all facets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, then- like Gunther, by no means is a Vince type of guy. Mm-hmm. Especially sure. with how, but especially before he went through his transformation. So, like right. being able to see that in real time over the years, that's dope. Like, I think everybody can relate to that type of glow up. Very true. Very true. Agreed. Uh, what do we got next? All right. Uh, well, from that, it was kind of hinted in the chat, but uh, WWE, as if they have not done enough, are actually kind of rumored to be preparing for another large stadium show. This large stadium show is going to be in Australia as they are days of. Yeah. Dylan had started to, uh, to allude to this, but uh, yeah, so this is scheduled to happen in March uh, at the, before the start of the AFL season there, it's supposed to be happening at Optus stadium in Perth, Australia, it's believed to happen in March. The stadium can hold 60,000 for events and then a max of 70,000 uh, in a concert kind of setting. So that means that this would actually precede WrestleMania. It'd be in between, of course, Rumble and Mania. That happened in 2022 when Elimination Chamber happened in uh, Saudi Arabia at the Superdome. Now, it's been a minute since WWE has had a stadium show in Australia. The last time it happened was the uh, Super Showdown in 2018. And if my memory serves me correctly, that was kind of the final encounter between Triple H and The Undertaker. If I, Oh, no, Triple H and Cena, I believe, was the last one for that. So should be interesting to see WWE returning to Australia at uh, the top of 2024. I'm hoping the Aussies go over on that car because they did that last time. I believe that's when the Iconics won the Women's Tag Team Championships. I believe Buddy Murphy actually won or retained, correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, uh, the Cruiserweight title on that card. So uh, Grayson Waller is obviously a big name. I hope to see they obviously have to do something uh, with Rhea as well as hopefully Indy Hartwell. 
I would love to see Indy Hartwell get some shine on that card. They have a lot of great Australian talent on the card. Uh, a lot of them on main roster now. So it's just a matter of time to go to their homeland and kind of showcase what the WWE can really bring to the, to the mainland. Yeah. I kind of, now I'm kind of be thinking I want to, that would be a good vacation. Like do Australia, do the show. Holiday. England, Australia? I think, uh, you know what? I, I like, Unfortunately, goes to Australia, but hates Detroit. Right, let's let's talk about it. Wow! <laughs> wow! Here we go. Let's let's be clear. Like I, I like put it in the chat. Like this is for this is for Detroit. Australia, bro. Come on now. Come it's on. an experience, but like Australia, you got they got some wildlife, like like some serious wildlife. You, and Detroit, you just might deal with some weird people, you know. That's like, but that's everywhere. Wow. Wow. All right. You've you, you, um, you left us. I don't know. I, I follow a lot of uh, wildlife accounts on social media, so I'll be seeing some stuff. And I'll be like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't Come know if on. I can do it. This I don't know if I can do it. Said. Go forward. <laughs> Go forward with that thought. Go forward. I was gonna pick between Detroit and Australia. I personally would pick Australia. I think it, and I love the fact that, like, um, for instance, even Chicago. When I went to Chicago, like doing a little bit of the, you know, the stuff to do there, and then going to the show and stuff like that. So I like, I like that idea. I, I think I can't get away from some version of work, which is probably not the best thing, uh, too much. Just to go on a vacation doesn't really seem as appealing. Opposed to let me do a little bit of work and then also vacation as well. That's interesting. <laughs> I know. I'm not. I'm not like saying. Like cake over here. Hey, I'm here. What you? <laughs> oh gosh! Now that plane trip, I am concerned about because it's like what, 15, 16 hours. I mean, it took me fifteen hours to get to Kenya. So I mean, and then it's a lot more comfortable than a domestic flight. They have a no, lot more. So uh, no, uh, Dylan's saying twenty-one hours and thirty, and 30 he had thirty-five and thirty-five minutes. But I'm pretty sure it doesn't fly straight from LA. It probably goes somewhere like on the East Coast, then goes over there, right? No, or from LA, you can go because I know straight We've had folks from East Coast go to LA to connect and then go to Australia. Oh, right. So it's a straight flight for twenty-one hours. Yeah, Ooh. you probably need to give me some sleeping pills. Like I can't. I don't like yeah. to be in a tube. Past six, they better have like a. I gotta be knocked out. They gotta have activities on the flight. Yes, what you have TV, I guess. But um, wow, we'll see. We'll see how. We'll see what the tea leaves say for me as far as traveling to Australia. But uh, what what do we got next? Well, from one large stadium show to another, and this one kind of merges multiple stories here as WWE's Crown Jewel is coming on November the fourth, and it is believed that we could actually get a Cena sighting at Crown Jewel. Now, I know he was initially slated to be here from September and all of October. However, uh, for some local things that are being done in Saudi Arabia to push Crown Jewel, they have a number of commercials being played, and John Cena is mentioned in the commercial that he is scheduled to participate at Crown Jewel. So that's very interesting. It's also believed that Roman Reigns 
will be a part of Crown Jewel as well. So uh, Cena through the top of November going to Crown Jewel. I doubt he's going ju just to host, though he probably could, and that would be okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily putting him in a title match. But John Cena in Saudi Arabia in 2023, it'll be big. I wonder what he'll exactly be doing there. Yeah, and it, it, I think remember, sorry, at one point when the, the whole deal with Saudi, I can't remember how many more years we have left with this deal. They remember when they first did it, they were just bringing all the old legends and stuff like that mm -hmm. because they wanted them. So I wonder if now it's a hybrid where they both kind of talk about the matches they want or now Saudi's like, we got what we wanted. Y'all can do, you know, go back to whatever you, it is you guys do. So I wonder what the... I'm more like interested in the behind the scenes type stuff. Like, what does that mm -hmm. look like? I, th I think we got some spoilers after SmackDown last week. I don't know if you saw uh, Solo social media, but I think we're building towards Solo versus Cena, maybe there or at the Royal Rumble. Solo, and if you haven't seen it, you go to his Twitter. He has a picture of himself facing off with Cena from last Friday uh, above and then, or Either way, and also Umaga facing off with Cena from years ago, stacked mm -hmm. on top of each other on black and white. So showing those two parallels, and I know people might not like it, but this might be another is issue of Cena putting over a younger talent that has a lot of a lot of years ahead of them. So but I think that would be a good match either way. If you do it there in Saudi, or if you wait off to the Royal Rumble, you're only going to sell more tickets, get more eyes on the product. I'm curious, though, if... I, I heard that he got announced on the card in Saudi, and I wonder how that ties into what he's doing with the Make-A-Wish Foundation and every stop that he has, because obviously going over there to doing something like that could be very huge as well. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I definitely think it's connected, but yeah, I don't... That's like... And I and also, too, wonder contractually, especially with this writer's strike, and I understand the writer and actor strike, um, the fact that they can just, you know, make their way back to, obviously... It hasn't affected wrestling, but how does it affect their? Um, is it like considered acting? Like, are they part of the union? Because I know some people who are wrestlers who, like, it does. They can't do necessarily outside things. So I'm wondering how, how that all kind of works out. But I mean, I'm 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 here for it. I think I think see I I mean I like the fact that Cena is here, but I feel like. I want to see like fresh blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah, we we see Cena almost once a year now, and it's almost like okay, it's cool to see him, but like we don't expect him in title pictures, and mm -hmm. I don't even know that we expect him in in feuds at this point. Like, it's just he's here, awesome, but it's like, what do we do? I don't know. So we get something good every time, though. We either sure. get a nice promo battle. We just got that invisible segment with the Miz that's going to live for eternity. That was gold. So like I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> it really was gold. Like I, I can't even argue with that. It was amazing. It well, really was amazing. Uh, Bosa saying so far, uh, my feelings have been proven uh, true. John is here for a paycheck. I don't think he'll be in the title picture. I'd be shocked. Well, yeah, I definitely don't think title. Mm -mm. He doesn't. He doesn't need to be, and I don't think it makes sense. So I definitely yeah. don't think that's a possibility. But you know, again, I feel like WWE is caring about our feelings a little bit more. Like they're not completely 
the storylines are a little bit more obvious. They're giving it to us. But yeah, I feel like if they put the strap on him, it'd be like, what what are we what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, think it'll go over well. No, I don't think so either. Do you have one last story before we get out of here? Uh sure. Congratulations to Corey Graves who has uh, really experienced kind of a dream job. You know, he loves the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he has just been named the official narrator for Pittsburgh Steelers home games, which is pretty cool. He announced that on his podcast, After the Bell. And so he's going to be doing that for the entire 2023 season. It's pretty cool because uh, his broadcast partner, KP, is also the voice for Atlanta United as well. So it's kind of neat seeing this cross, you know, pollination of those two. But this also furthers that relationship between WWE and the NFL, which Mm -hmm. we know earlier this month or last month, they announced, you know, the new championship legacy titles that they've put together. And so this is really cool. I mean, you can see obviously some of your favorite WWE names and voices in multiple spaces. But congratulations to him, a win for the home team. A win for the home team. Here it is. We're at the top of the hour. Uh, I guess, you know, we'll let, you know, said get back to setting in the streets. Where can mm-hmm. everybody find you? What kind of streets do they have there in Hawaii? <laughs> Paved roads. Paved roads. I didn't think it was like crazy other than me thinking like sandy beaches, all those kinds of things, like super chill type of vibe. I would say the beach is pretty much accessible from everywhere. They have like canals, little river flows. Uh, got some interesting hikes around here, but you have to like. Wow. Yes. Hey, I like the way you think. Yes. <laughs> I like we. Well, let's talk to our local government and and get that done. Um, but no, it's been a fun trip. I'm able to see so much like nature and stuff like that. I I found water almost every day. I drove about an hour away to go to Waimea Bay, which is like a really gorgeous like. Uh, warm water temperature area. Uh, went to the museum, learned a little bit about the Hawaiian culture, to, just like before I got back here today. And I'm about to go check out the wedding uh, right now. So it's been fun. It's been a fun few days. And uh, I, I got to find a reason to come back. Got to find a reason to come back. We like Cape over here. But parking, parking is terrible. I, I will say that. The infrastructure out here, they, they are... Yeah, I don't think it was made to have so many tourists, but that's a whole nother. Nah. Yeah, I, I, I'll talk about this offline. I definitely had an encounter yesterday, which is mm-hmm. 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 an aggressive But uh, that's not what we're here for. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Said Says and on Instagram at Says the Answer or the threads at Says the Answer as well. Check out my writing for WWT as well as my writing for DailyDDT.com. Uh, podcast soon to return. I don't know what we're doing there, but look out for We Got Next podcast. Cover NXT and all types of sidebars and hip hop culture, music, and all that. All the likes. All right, and Professor, where can we find you? You can find me at Bonnerfied across all of the social spaces. Uh, my commentary work with both Southern Honor and IWE are on IWTV. The brand new show from SHW just dropped today. And uh, the IWE Unstoppable show just dropped on Friday. So, yeah, two great new shows that you can check out with my commentary all on there. Also, commentary work with Southern, excuse me, with the Nightmare Factory on YouTube, Battle Slam on Fight TV, and then, of course, Rockin' Here with WWT. 
uh, Wrestle Extra, The Faction, all the spaces. Uh, feel free to check it out. There you have it. Monday's episode of WWT Live. My name is TK Trinidad. You can find us. Or you can find me everywhere at TK Trinidad. You can find us everywhere at Pod, And also check out our new website, www.talkpod.com. Until Wednesday, folks. This will be the last time you see me drinking water today. <laughs> women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. <laughs>